This is Chasing Curiosity, an honest conversation about the often unspoken stuff in life and how we find joy and stay present in the midst of it all. Climate change is something I think about all the time. Temperatures are rising quickly, and if we don't act now, future generations won't know an earth where they can play outside in the summer, or where parts of the world aren't submerged underwater, or where mass migrations haven't happened. My knowledge about the science is limited, but I do know that we need to act now. But this podcast episode isn't about the effects of climate change or even how we might practically fix it. It's about what it means to us as humans when we deeply love the planet. It's about the sacred connection we have with the natural world and how important it is to acknowledge the deep joy we experience from that bond. And maybe when we do that, we'll remember how important it is to fight for this one earth that we have. In this episode, my guest and fellow nature lover, Jen, tells stories and shares lessons learned from her experiences with nature. I am here with Jen today, and Jen actually is somebody I've kind of felt like I've known for a while in a weird Instagram kind of way <laughs> because my best no way friend Instagram bonds people. Yes, you know it does. It does that. Um so my best friend from Connecticut, her sister, um you guys were friends, right? In in high school or uh, still are? Kathleen? Yes, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah, we're childhood very close like, friends. It's awesome. So I think so my best friend Kelly was like this girl Jen she has this Instagram account and she hikes all the time and you might like following her and so I was like okay so, <laughs> so I started following you and so I feel like really excited that we're talking right now it's been this connection that was only digital until now so I think this will be a great conversation I feel very strongly about nature and kind of this like this, I have this like love affair with the natural world that I think um, I find in certain people. And I don't know what that experience is like for everyone, but I kind of get this sense that you have that same kind of um, love affair with it. So that's why I'm like super excited about to have this conversation and kind of to dive into like that shared passion. But I would really love to hear like maybe just a little bit of background on you and how you ended up having this connection to the natural world and like how you ended up out on the west coast and kind of like your story about um your journey towards that yeah definitely um I'm kind of a very late bloomer to my love for the outdoors um I mean I grew up in Connecticut how I know Kathleen and Kelly and um I ever since I've been an adult I've only ever lived in large major cities so I never really I mean I never grew up going camping my parents weren't like those kinds of parents um so I was totally a city kid and um ended up moving to Portland Oregon uh from New York completely out of curiosity for my career I work in the arts and I was working for a theater in Detroit at the time and it was about the time that I had to you know make my plans to go back home to New York and for some reason, I just felt this pull to the Pacific Northwest. I was like, you know what? I have no real attachments back in New York. You know, I I never really grew my roots there. I wasn't in a relationship. I 
didn't have a mortgage. Like I had nothing tying me down. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to check it out and just gonna yeah. see what's out there. Every so reason to go. I, it's amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I booked a one-way ticket to Portland and <laughs> I've never left. Oh my gosh. Like, I've never left. <laughs> It's so well. I mean, I've gone back, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. you know, to visit family, but I, I've never lived anywhere else since. And it's so beautiful. I remember flying over Mount Hood on my way in and being like, "Oh my God, there's mountains, and they're big <laughs> and they're beautiful," and just like seeing all the Cascade Mountains. And and um, really, shortly after I moved out here, uh, one of my friends from Connecticut uh, actually came out to visit. And I had just gotten a car and we were trying to do like all the quintessential things to do when someone comes to visit Portland. And I said, well, people go hiking here all the time. We should go on a hike. And I just Googled like hikes to do near Portland and (laughs) went to this one hike uh, out in the Columbia River Gorge. I'd never gone on a day hike here yet before this. And was wearing, of course, like the completely wrong things. I was wearing just like not great attire for this and went out there and the hike, I remember the hike felt really hard, but it was really beautiful Mm -hmm. and it was to a waterfall and the waterfall was amazing. And I just completely fell in love. I was like, oh my God, I live right near all of this and I need to be out here and see everything and just be in the middle of this as much as I can so after like right after that I just felt like in my heart that I just like needed to be out in nature more do you feel like that was the moment that like everything kind of opened up for you it was like in that that hike that waterfall that experience it was like a special moment for you yeah I mean absolutely it was yeah, it's because it's it's this waterfall that you can get really close up to, mm-hmm. and it was just so like powerful and beautiful, and it's in the it it's like flowing down these like moss covered basalt columns, and it's like wow. just the air and the sound and everything. It was just like I just like felt so lucky to be living where I could just like take a short drive to any of these places and it was and it was really special to like share that with a friend and it was just like it was like an instant like love at first sight I love that that's so cool I think it's so interesting how like nature calls to us and like become sometimes I think for people it's like a slow journey towards a love affair I'm calling it a love affair because that's how I feel like I, I have that's my experience but um like sometimes it's like a slow buildup, but then sometimes yeah. it hits us and all of a sudden it's like, I can't believe that this wasn't in my life before. I also feel like there's something to perhaps maybe just in certain like stages of our life, we're just mm. more receptive to it than others. Um, when I was growing up in Connecticut, uh, when I was in college, um, a boyfriend and I decided, oh, let's go camping in Vermont. And I'd never gone camping before, but he was, <laughs> I was like 19 and he was my boyfriend. And I was like, like sure. oh, go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't even have like sleeping pads for our, which I realized very quickly was a very important thing to have. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but we were just like, we went hiking. It was, it was actually a back, it was pretty much a backpacking trip. We mm-hmm. 
brought like all our gear and we had to like hike into our site but we ended up like getting lost and we saw a bear and I was crying like the whole time I like thought we were gonna die and then we like ended up seeing two other hikers at some, like after what felt like all day of wandering around lost. And they're like, Oh yeah. Like follow us. We're right by the parking lot. And I was like, Oh, thank God. And like, we did not camp at all that night. And I was like, we are going to a hotel. And I was like, not at all receptive at that time in my life to the outdoors. I was like, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. The ground is hard. There are bears here. Everything is scary. Why are we here? Yeah. And it's just funny how now as an older, like at a, at a later stage in my life, it was like something just like hit or clicked where I was like, yes, I am receptive to this now. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Like I, I just find it fascinating um, how it affects different people and like our own awareness of it. There's um, like the reason that I kind of wanted to start, have this conversation on the podcast was because I was reading this book it's called The Moth Snowstorm, and it basically is this author, um, I think it's Michael McCarthy, but um, he talks about, he gives like all these stats about the like the planet and what's happening to it and what we've done to it, but he, he, does, he does it in like pairing with these really beautiful experiences that he's had personally um, with the natural world and how like for him, it's like, there are so many reasons that we could think of about why we should save the planet. But one of the the reasons we don't talk about is the joy that it brings us as humans and how we're like, so tied to the, the, the natural world and, and how it is such a part of us that sometimes we like resist it, I think, because it's easy to separate ourselves. But um, I felt really inspired by this idea that, like, yes, the world gives us things like it gives us resources, but it's so much more than that. And I, I think the love of it is enough to want to fight for it. It's like enough of a defense for it. Um, and I felt really inspired by his book in that way. So it's like, I like, I'm so excited to hear about what it is about nature that, um, other people find joy in. Like it's different for everyone, but I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Muir really hit on that exact sort of line of thought a lot in his writing about Mm. how, you know, as a society, we're becoming too civilized and how important it is for the souls to get out and get away into the mountains and the forests and like wash your soul clean, I think Mm. is how he phrased it. (laughs) I like that. That's so beautiful. Um, So what, like, what would you say that you love the most about nature? Oh, the one thing. Or you could do um, three, or you could just choose one. It doesn't <laughs> have to be the most. That's a little unfair. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's just the feeling that I get when I'm there. Mm. I mean, I could go on forever about the beauty, and especially here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, like there, yeah, there's so much beauty, and, you know, every summit is breathtaking, and every waterfall is thrilling and but it's just the feeling that I get when I'm out there of especially if I can if I'm lucky enough to be on a trail that isn't you know very populated that day it's Mm -hmm. just this feeling of you know just this solace that I Mm -hmm. am able to find in nature and 
to just be with my thoughts and just be inspired by all this beauty that the forest or wherever I am has to offer. And it's just, it's like a little anchor Mm -hmm. that just keeps me um, grounded and it just, and it just, it's so rejuvenating to then just, you know, after I'm done to when I go back to the city and just resume whatever I'm doing that day, it's just, it just gives me that little boost of uh, like having done something really kind for myself. Yeah. I found that um, like nature teaches me things about my life in like tangible ways. So I have this one memory. So I lived in um, California for a while and I would go up to Yosemite with a group of people and oh oh, it's the best it's so beautiful talk about big beauty (laughs) it's oh my gosh um but we did this hike and we got to the top I don't even know what mountain it was because they're all perfect um but we were overlooking this kind of valley and it was a beautiful valley like the trees were like lush and green and just everything you want but then this like mist came over and literally covered everything that we were looking at. And I almost like started to get some anxiety about that. I was like, it's like, I can't see anything anymore. Like, is the mist going to clear? I, I, I want to see what's below. And is it always going to be like this? And then a few minutes later, the mist cleared right out and the whole valley was visible to us again. And Mm. I had this moment where I realized like, that's just like life. Like there are moments when we feel like we can't see anything. It's all unclear to us and everything is covered and we don't know what is there anymore. But then just as quick as the mist moves, sometimes not quick, but the mist does move just like we get clarity in our life again. And I felt like, oh, okay. I understand that idea more now because I saw it happen in nature um, it like kind of makes these ideas to me tangible in ways that are hard for me when I just think it in my head. Um, and so I've, I found that over yeah. the years, that's true for me with like different stories like that, where I'm like, oh, okay, this is teaching me something about my life. Um, yeah. I, I mean, nature definitely can be, uh, a really unexpected, um, teacher for, <laughs> whether it's a problem you're trying to solve Mm -hmm. or or even if you don't think that you are trying to work anything out it can just provide you with some kind of clarity you didn't even know you were speaking yeah sometimes I didn't even know I'm like oh yeah I needed to know that but I had no idea exactly (laughs) I love that um so I'm wondering um, if you have any like interesting stories that you wanted to share or like moments, um, like specific moments that you can remember that were noteworthy or something you might want to share with everybody. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting is, um, you know, every, every time you have an outdoor adventure, even if you revisit a trail or you revisit a place, it's, it's always kind of a different experience every time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for me, the length of time that I spend outdoors, there's a bigger ratio of like lessons to length of time. Right. (laughs) Outside, you know, so if I'm like the longest 
I've been outdoors was when I did the John Muir Trail, and that was 22 days. Um, wow. And I've, you know, the the lessons culled from that were much greater than, say, if I just spent like an afternoon on a day hike, um, yeah. where I can be more. I was actually just talking to my friend Lisa about this. We were kind of saying, you know, when you're when you're just out, kind of like recreating for the day in nature, you are you're not in survival mode, you know, mm-hmm. you're just out there to enjoy it. And you've got, you know, your water and your snacks and first aid and whatever, but you're, you're generally just out there to like have a good time, you know, maybe like challenge yourself to like a summit or something, but you're not in survival mode. And, but when you are out there for like weeks at a time, it, <laughs> like it's definitely like you yeah. are there and you need to like sustain yourself, right. like also like you have, have fun, but yeah. also like sustain yourself mm-hmm. um and uh i mean the process of me going from these <laughs> from that very first hike i was like oh this like two mile hike is really hard <laughs> <laughs> um but it's so worth it all the way to you know doing this really long trail i mean it was like a several years long process um to have the confidence in myself that you know, maybe I likely will not die. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And uh, I mean, and so the very first time I decided to backpack by myself was just a one night. I just wanted to see if I could do it to see what the experience was like. Mm-hmm. And like everything went wrong on that trip. Um, it was out in the Mount Hood National Forest. And I had chosen this day that was like really sunny and beautiful. And I didn't like really check the weather. I just saw that it was beautiful and decided to go out there um, on the recommendation of a friend who suggested this trail that I camp near. And uh, it was like an eight miles in and then eight miles back. Okay. And uh, found this really beautiful spot. And I was the only one out there. There was no one out there. I had passed some day hikers. Um, was that spooky? I you were like... Oh, like no one else is around. <laughs> well, it's funny because I crave that on day hikes, but it was because I was like spending the first night out in the wilderness by myself. Yeah. I really actually had kind of hoped that there would yeah. be at least like someone around. Just there was like no one around. Else. And it was, yeah, and it was very rustic camping. I mean, okay. it was just like, here's a flat spot to pitch my tent and have at it. <laughs> like there were no amenities whatsoever Mm -hmm. so I mean I had brought in all my water and food and my little trowel to you know dig my poop hole and I had passed these like it was like they just came out to see the sunset over this because I had pitched my tent on this sort of rocky overlook it was above the tree line and it was a beautiful place to watch the sunset yeah and they were just like finishing up, I guess, like a snack and they're just going to hike back out to their car. And I had mentioned, oh, I'm spending the night out here and like exchange numbers with the gals just so I could text. She's like, oh, well, like text me when you get out the trail tomorrow. I was like, we know you're safe. Oh, that's I like, nice. And I, really, <laughs> I was really grateful for that, even yeah. though I had like told my friends, hey, this is where I'm going to be. At least like this couple knew exactly the spot I was camping because I was already like setting up my tent when they right. were still there. So like I had that comfort, but there was no, I learned there was no one around for miles after that. And so I 
had like gotten into my like like my camp clothes and I was just gonna hang out in for the night and I made dinner and I was watching the sky like get darker and then it just like got real like dark really really fast and then the it just like this massive storm that I'd never experienced before just like happened. It was like crazy lightning storm. And I was on this exposed ridge line and I had no choice but to retreat into my tent and just try to ignore the fact that my tent poles were metal and my trekking poles were metal and I'm completely exposed. And it was just awful. I did have an iPod with me. Um, So I just like remember turning up Ira Glass's This American Life, like, really loud to, like, try to drown out the storm and just, yeah. like, try to get out of my head because I was, like, terrified. Of course. And of I don't course, know how that's at normal. some point. <laughs> oh, it was, like, I was, like, this is, I, this is, like, so, like, this is how I'm going to die. Like, this is how I'm going to die. Oh, God. And, I mean, like, the funny thing is I've had that thought a million times been, like, oh, this is how I die. Wow. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I haven't yet, so... But um, somehow I fell asleep and then I woke up and the sunrise was like insanely beautiful. And I just the feeling of, oh, my God, I didn't die and I survived the night and I didn't get like burnt to a crisp out here from lightning. Um, And I got to see that like beautiful sunrise. And I just remember like eating my breakfast, like I made my little breakfast the next morning and Oh God, I just like felt so alive. It was, I was like huffed. I was like, I, it's like I had completely forgotten the terror of the night before. I was like, I, I can't wait till I keep doing this. <laughs> um, I also, there's also a part of me that was like, I will probably never have a night as terrifying as that night. So it can only get better from here. Wow. That, and that was yeah, your first so, overnighter, overnight trip? That was my, that was my first one by myself. Yeah. Um, and then I, I took like little like longer weekend ones and I just kind of built, built my way up. My first long trail that I did by myself is the Wonderland Trail, um, which goes, it's about, it's uh, just under a hundred miles. It goes all the way around Mount Rainier. Um, wow. And that was, re- that was super beautiful. That I was bet. a treat. It had everything, like all the, it was beautiful. It was hard. It was. Everything um, you were looking for. Yeah. That's so cool. I recently went to Patagonia and did a bunch of hiking there and (sighs) it was incredible and I would recommend it to anyone. Um, and it, it had an interesting effect on me of like, um, it was like a huge challenge. Like there was something about, it was really hard. Like it was probably Mm. one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, parts of the trail that we took to see, um, Mount Fitzroy, but like, after the fact, I can't imagine having not done it. Like I, I know it was hard and I, I don't know if I want to do it again anytime soon, but like, (laughs) I also can't imagine it not being a part of my story now. So like, it's, I don't know, it's really special that even though sometimes experiencing nature, um, is a challenge. That's like a part of the thing that I like, like it, forces me to use my body in a different way and like reminds me of what I'm capable of and how like powerful I am as a person um and then while like simultaneously being like so incredibly beautiful that I don't like have there's nothing I could ever say to actually describe my experience to anyone it just like sits with me and I just find that really overwhelming and um incredible about 
the experience of, especially with something like hiking, when you incorporate your physical body with also just like the emotional experience you have, um, or spiritual experience, maybe seeing the beauty. Um, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, it's funny how, you know, time just like gives you that appreciation Mm -hmm. of these like really hard challenges. Like, I mean, ever since the Wonderland Trail, I mean, I've done all these other trails and it feels like they've just, because I love to challenge myself. So like I've upped the game every time and every trip feels like this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And then (laughs) I like get through it and I'm like, okay, this new thing is not the hardest thing I've ever done. Like I, I uh, have done the Inca Trail and like that was so hard um, between like the altitude and how I didn't feel like I was like super fit for mm-hmm. it. And I also had really bad like sun poisoning. So I couldn't oh even gosh. like keep any food down. And so like, it, it just felt like almost like a death march, but then I would have like these moments of like, Oh, it's so beautiful. And then I, but like 99% of the time I was just focusing on how awful I felt and, but yet somehow made it through to the end. Yeah. And just feeling like, I mean, it took some, like, it probably, like, I would say a good amount of time lapsed before I was like, wow, I did that. That was amazing of me. (laughs) Um, But when I was in it, it was hard and it was awful. And I would have given anything to, like, stop doing it. Right, yes. Um, But, but, you know, it's like, you can't because there are, like, porters and guides involved and you just, like, can't just pull off it. Right. You're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just, (laughs) you know keep dealing in my suffering (laughs) but it's like one of those things where you know you put some time in between those experiences and you're like wow like I I did that and I experienced that and I saw this beauty you can only see with that your own feet has to like bring you to and and it's funny because on these like long backpacking trips I always think like oh I'm gonna like get so much good thinking done and I'm gonna just (laughs) meditate on like all these things that are going on in my life and I'm gonna figure so much stuff out when in reality for me I mean I guess everyone's different but like 99% of the time I'm either thinking of like food what can I eat and when can I eat it or I'm thinking about like how much my body hurts Mm -hmm. or I'm thinking about like can I make it to my next planned spot before like the sun sets can I you know it's like it's like my mind is so occupied with just like the minutia of the experience. I did like no, I barely did any like actual like soul searching, which is, <laughs> which is like in day hikes. I, I, that's when I feel like I can really clear my head, but on these like right. backpacking trips, I feel like I'm just so preoccupied with this like little minutia and the yeah. suffering. And it's it's all very beautiful in hindsight, but <laughs> in time, you know, at the time it's always like, this is the hardest thing. I'm like, why am I here? This is right. so hard. Why am I doing this? Can I not be doing right. this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's so interesting. I still haven't really quite like wrapped my head around that idea because it's true. Like in the moment I was like, I really want to be off this mountain right now. Can that please, can I like apparate off please? And so I, but like, like I said, I can't, imagine not having done it and it's a weird like reconciliation of those two like desires like in the moment I remember feeling so terrible but it's 
I don't feel that way anymore. I don't know. It's the weird thing about human memory too, I think, and the way it affects us and makes us feel strong and like empowered to, I don't know, take on the next thing. Like you were saying with your hikes, each one feels like the hardest. So that means that you're getting stronger, I'm sure in your physical body, but also like in your, your mind knowing like, yeah, I can do this. Um, it's just like so fascinating how it teaches us so many different things. Yeah. It's, I mean, all of those experiences really just shape the person that we are constantly, you know, evolving to be. It's, yeah. Even when things are so hard and then you get, you know, you reach that fine, like that final terminus. So like you reach the end of the hike and like no one ever looks back and says, Oh yeah, no, I definitely should have quit. Like, right. Oh, it's like, it's like, Oh, I shouldn't have finished that. I definitely should have just like pulled off. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> so one, no one says that. <laughs> literally no one. I mean, there's it's, everyone is just so thrilled to have gone through this like really hard thing. And yeah. I, you know, there are reasons whether we can verbalize them or not that like draw us to want to have these experiences, even if I know like, okay, this is probably going to be hard, even though I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, there's always something in the, you know, that just draws us to it that we are like, okay, I'm, I want to like learn from this or I want to experience, you know, it's usually just yeah. something more, basic like oh I want to see the beauty of this trail but there's another deeper reason I feel like most of us have which is I want to learn about myself or I want to feel empowered from this yeah is there is there anything that comes to mind that's like a lesson that you would want to share that you've taken away um, maybe unexpectedly or expectedly um (laughs) yeah if you're committing yourself to being in the wilderness for any amount of time, like you don't have to love every minute of it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be amazing. And if you give yourself permission to just like embrace the suck of something (laughs) at the time, it, it kind of, it's really freeing in a way because, you know, you to not have the expectation of this is going to be amazing. Like, the whole time it's like no there's going to be times where you're going to cry ugly tears because something will go wrong or something Mm -hmm. will happen or you're going to get hurt or something is not going to be great and you don't have to love every second of it and I've I'm getting better at like embracing the suck of things (laughs) because at the end of the day you know those times that are just really hard at the very least, they'll probably like make for a good story when you get home to your friends later. <laughs> That's so true. Like at the very least, it will have some kind of positive purpose. Yeah. Yes, it will. It'll be a great story and you'll have survived it. That's amazing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I even feel like you saying that to me right now, like just in my own personal life, like sometimes things are going to suck and you don't have to like it. And that's okay. I think yeah. it's hard to accept that sometimes. And I like one more reason why I love nature for teaching us things about ourselves. Like, I think that's such a beautiful thing. Um, so take away from this conversation when things suck, you don't have to like them and that's okay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Just like giving yourself permission to say, this is hard. I don't like this. And to like, 
one of the benefits of, because most of the adventures I do are just by myself. And one of the perks of that is like, there's no one around to see me ugly cry. (laughs) And so I can just like fully indulge in that and just like give my permission to just wallow in it. And then there's just something kind of like cleansing after the fact of like, okay, like regroup, continue, you know, and just the, the whole, it's, all of it, the the beauty, the joys, the challenges, the chaos. It's it's all just like part of the love of the wilderness. Like no one goes into the wilderness to say, oh, this is going to be an easy, fun way right. to spend time. It's yeah. like, no, we're all, we all go out because we're seeking something specific from it. Yes, that's so I true. Feel like. I think that's true too. Even if we don't know what it is. I'm including myself in the we, even though I'm way less experienced, but I'm going to say, even though if we don't know what it is that we're looking for, it is still something, something specific. It's, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, sometimes I'm like, I just need to be in nature because like I need it, but I don't know exactly why, but I know it's like what I need. And that's like this indescribable thing. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, this is not to get like, political on your podcast but I feel like as a woman in America Mm -hmm. in like these times there have been so many moments where I just like I just feel a need to just escape and just be around no one and nothing and Mm -hmm. it's kind of and just being on a trail by myself and I've done I've definitely done like some like angry hiking but it's (laughs) it's very like cathartic because it's to me sometimes they it serves the purpose of like sort of the equivalent of putting your head under water and just like screaming Yeah, is to just like take myself out of society for even if it's just like for an afternoon and just not be around. Yeah. (laughs) To have a break. Um, And just, and just like kind of cleanse, cleanse myself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, And like connect to yourself. Yeah. So like sometimes it's, Sometimes those reasons are very clear and sometimes you're just like, you know, it's, it's a beautiful day and I just want to see a waterfall and like every reason is valid. Every reason is valid to be out there. It's, you know, it provides so much for us in ways that we can't even put words to. Yeah. That's yeah. I agree with that. And I think trying to describe it is helpful because it makes me, at least for me, it makes me feel connected to other people but then also understanding that there are a lot of things in life that we can't describe and that's okay too. Um, and yeah. then we each have our own experience. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories and your insights. Um, I feel like I'm ready for, sp- okay. I love winter. I do. I really do. But it makes me feel a little bit ready for spring to get back out there and hike a little more. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to be a very fair weathered, outdoors person like I would only go out if it's like kind of you know warmish and nice and and now like after living in Portland for oh god like almost nine years now where it's only it only doesn't rain like a few (laughs) months out of the year and so if I only ever went out when it's not cold and disgusting I would like never go out and the perks I will say Alicia the perks (laughs) of getting out on a trail when it's sort of quote off season is you get so much more solitude. That's true. And it keeps all the, all those fair weathered like me. folks <laughs> off the trail. And, yeah. yeah. And then you just get a, you get a whole trail to yourself and like that in itself can be pretty magical. Yeah. 
Okay, something to think about, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I feel inspired. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we close? Finish up. Uh, Nothing I can think of. (laughs) Cool. Um, Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat about this. This is a, a topic, just like the idea of love for the natural world is something I feel very deeply about. And I love connecting with people who feel the same way. It reminds me that maybe we can, maybe there's still hope for the planet. Anyway, yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. And um, I loved getting to chat with you today. Oh, thanks for taking the time and chat with me. It's always, yeah. I love talking about the outdoors. Yeah, it's the best. Other people who share that love. So yeah, Awesome. Well, um, I'll talk to you sometime soon, maybe on the internet. <laughs> great. <laughs> thanks so much, Alisa. Okay, have a great night, Jen. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.